Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we hit the coaching carousel, including a couple of Texas Tech names on the radar. Also, new portal entries to consider next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Always free and available on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. And today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. That's daily fantasy sports made easy with the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan and Chris, the ride continues in a fast and furious week. We have got further portal entries to discuss. Price, Keeler, and we've also got to take a ride today on the coaching carousel. That's always freaked me out, and this may freak me out a little bit, depending upon the names we have to discuss, particularly when we get to some Texas Tech names that are on the radar. Coaches currently on your staff and, of course, have shown up on some uh, candidate lists elsewhere we'll get to coming up in just a moment. But Chris, we've already seen, you know, big picture wise, some fairly significant movement. I think anytime you got a head coach uh, being bounced in your conference, that's significant movement. And that will be one of the jobs I guess we focus on down in Houston, Texas. But I know that there's always going to be an opportunity if you are doing things well to see your assistants advance. And it's like a juggling act because you want those things for them, obviously. And it means you are having a good year. You want your guys to be sought after, but at the same time, forget their livelihoods for me as a tech fan. I want continuity. I want what's best <laughs> for my selfish rooting interests. But uh, I was kind of curious as we left this season to see what the attention would be on some of the names that are currently in Lubbock, because, you know, for an example, and we'll get to him a little bit further, but Zach Kittley, uh, a hot name coming into his time in Lubbock, and I'm sure still plenty of folks uh, have him on their minds whenever they consider offensive coordinators or even maybe a head coach at a group of five spots, something like that. But yeah, you're always trying to kind of strike that balance, I guess, between uh, wanting to be really good, which means everybody wants your guys but trying to offer an attractive enough situation where they are uh, to a degree to keep them there, right? It's, it's like I said, a bit of a juggling act, I guess. Yeah, this is the, uh, this is the old crazy season, um, you know, when it, it just kind of it's, – it's, like I said, I've been saying the last couple of days, keep your head on a swivel, man, because now with the portal, but like the coaching stuff, and there, there's the – whether we want to call it a domino effect or a butterfly effect or whatever – it's like one change leads to six to 12 others. Um, and, and you're getting a lot of the news now with a lot of the head coaches uh, because I think there's a conversation to be had about University of Houston. There's a conversation to be had about, you know, Baylor. Um, obviously, the, the UTEP uh, job is, is a reason why you bring some of these other names up. But w with that – you know, there, there's other things that come with it. It's not just, okay, well, Houston hires a guy or Baylor hires an offensive coordinator or UTEP hires the head coach, and then it stops. It's a lot of other things that, that, that you know, start uh, working their um, working their magic or just kind of follow that news. But um, 
you know, one, I think uh, I think the the Houston thing is an interesting job because you know I know that you you, you you're going to mention Cliff Kingsbury, but that was not a name I was expecting at all. I mean, he's been there, he's been there, and he's got ties there. I think he he did well there uh, in, in his roles. Um, but he's sitting there in LA and I think he's doesn't necessarily need the money. Uh, and I wouldn't have thought that they would do that, uh, because Dana was kind of the, the reboot, you know, it's kind of the, in, in a way, it's kind of the same thing, uh, of what you just let go of. And, and with Cliff, I don't know, is he wanting to, is he wanting to recruit like you need to? I mean, what would he surround himself with uh, from a recruiting standpoint and, and and all those things? So there's some questions there, but sure. uh, I don't know where you want to take this. You want me to go into the, the – Well, let me just, just – let's just okay. stay right there. Okay. Uh, let's stay right there because I'm very curious to hear, as most have probably seen reported, about Jeff Trailer, you know, being yes. interviewed by Houston. And then all of a sudden you see an odds-on favorite, literally – and Cliff Kingsbury to be that head coach. Now, I don't know how much to buy into that or if they're just trying to cook up some action from the suckers out there in the audience, but <laughs> I, I was kind of shocked that that wouldn't be almost a no-brainer to take the UTSA head coach and Jeff Trailer. but what, what do you feel like is, is maybe an obstacle or a hurdle there that doesn't make it a no-brainer? Well, I, I get – because I think uh, – I mean, Jeff Trailer, he, he in, in so many ways, I mean, he turned down Texas Tech. I mean, there was a fairly lengthy conversation, and you know, at the time that you know you you were trying to to replace Matt Wells, if you will, uh, back what what's that been now? Two years ago, I yeah. guess. And he just whether the timing wasn't right or this just wasn't a job that he had his eye on. It just wasn't. It it didn't work. Um, and I hey, think by the know, way, next Oregon State head coach Matt Wells possibly. Well, no, they and they they that was reported, and then they since uh, have promoted from within. Oh, did they? And have, and have named? Uh, I think their current OC, who's an Oregon State grad. Okay, uh, gotcha. you know their 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 head coach, but yeah, Matt Matt's name is being brought up in Waco as well yeah. for the OC job. But oh, really? Um, I didn't see that. Yeah. So, but I, I think with Trailer, I think he had his eye on the the UT and the A and M jobs. That's what I think he really was waiting for, and. You know, Texas, the Sarkeesian's got it rolling right now. And then and, – and and there wasn't necessarily that guarantee uh, two years ago. Like, it was kind of tenuous. Like, man, he didn't get this thing turned around, man. They'll, they'll – you know, they, they may they may make yeah. a move. And then, obviously, A&M, it didn't go well. They make a change, but they don't they don't pick trailers. So, I'm just wondering – because if Aranda would have been let go in, in Waco, I think Baylor would have, you know – so, I guess my point is, what does Jeff Trailer is this the end game? Is University of Houston the end game? Is he waiting on something else? Because he's a state of Texas guy. I mean, yeah. it doesn't appear that AM or Texas are going to open up anytime soon. Texas Tech's not going to open up uh, anytime soon, you wouldn't think. So, you know, and, and then my question would be, can Houston really afford him? Because I think, you know, UTSA is paying him pretty well. UTSA uh, ha ha is trying to do more for him. And Houston is on the hook for what fifteen million to Dana Holgerson, and yes, Tillman Fertitta factors in there, but I don't know. I just you know, so mm. we'll see kind of what what that looks like. And then Gary Patterson was the other name, and yeah. I just while well, Gary Patterson wants to get back in, and I think the name and he's a really good coach. Yeah. I, I don't like necessarily his methods. I respect what he did, but I wonder if this day and age 
uh, of the game and the way that all that comes with it, with the portal and all that kind of stuff and NIL, if it's passed him by, you know, yes. that that's, that's would be my question. I, I would say there with, with the university of Houston, but the right guy gets there. That job's a good one. In my opinion, it's now a power five job. They've got a new stadium. They're building new facilities. Um, they're in close proximity to so many stud athletes. Yeah. Um, and if you can keep them, but most, AM, LSU, Texas, everybody kind of swoops in there and uh, scoops them <laughs> yeah. up. Red, the Red Raiders have gotten their fair share. So Yeah, they're, the, the hometown team is about fifth or sixth pick on the list, if that, I guess, in some of those situations uh, when you're talking about all those studs. As it relates to the guys here in the LBK, Chris, and, and them popping up on some other radars, you mentioned the UTEP connection. That's one we've seen. You've probably seen names like Zach Kitley, even Kenny Perry as well, running backs and special teams coach. Obviously, his group's had a great year this year. Um, I'm wondering, you know, on the heels of a 6-6 six and six season for Texas Tech where a lot of it kind of felt like a slog in the mud and you couldn't really get your wheels turning, do these names appear because, and these are two very different guys as far as resume and seasoning in Kenny Perry and Zach Kitley, obviously, but do they appear because they've just got football credibility? Is it something from this season that they're like, all right, well, maybe this would be a guy now to strike while the iron's hot? And how seriously do you kind of take some of these mentions? Because I know there are more mentions than hires, obviously, <laughs> when the dust will settle. So I'm not quite sure yet uh, how much to invest in this, but those names are showing up. So what do you make of it? First, today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Testing your skills on Prize Picks this football season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. So the best way to spice up any game anytime and congrats to all those with the skills to win up to 25 times their money through the football year and now you can do the same during the hoops calendar as well just select two or more players pick more or less on their projected stats place your entry and boom you're ready to roll and with the nfl playoffs and bowl season coming up you can also pick combo projections across football and basketball with easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and a giant selection of players, projections, and stat categories, it's no surprise that Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. So get in on the fun and go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use our code locked on college for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars at prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Daily fantasy sports made easy. So I'm not quite sure yet uh, how much to invest in this, but those names are showing up. So what do you make of it? Yeah, you know, the you know, because at face value, some fans will look at it and be like, Why would anybody want the UTEP job? I mean, I, I had a conversation with the uh, Sunny Dykes back in uh Texas Tech was about to play in the Cotton Bowl in 05, play in Alabama, and it was it was the build-up to that game. And Sonny Dykes went and interviewed with Rice. And I kind of – when I saw him after the interview was had concluded and it was it was a, a few days after that, I was like, man, so Rice, really, like you, would you take that job? And he looked at me dead in the eye and he was like – he goes, man, there's 130 of these jobs. If somebody wants to talk to you about one of them, you talk to them. Like, that's what my dad taught me. And yeah. so while we may thumb our nose at, you know, whatever, um, you know, living in certain city, living in, 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 in or some school in some conference that just doesn't. And again, it's it's changing. But 
guys aspire most to be head coaches. They want to be in charge and see if if what they want to do uh, will work and and have be able to put a staff together. I mean, that's kind of the end game for a lot of folks uh, out there. And and until you do it, that's your aspiration. And again, if somebody wants to talk to you about it, then, then you go visit with them. I think uh, I've learned too that like you know, depending on who reports it. As far as like candidates, some people it's a wish list. Some people it's very much vetted and it's it's being reported with a purpose. Right. Um, and I think I think the the UTEP candidacy list is, is uh, you know because I believe uh, you correct me if I'm wrong here, Callan, but I believe that that Brett Bloomquist uh, from the El Paso Times reported this. Am I wrong? I think so. No, I think yeah. you're right. Okay, yeah. So he's a long time. Plugged in beat writer for the covering the minors. I think he's got a pretty good relationship with the administration, the athletic director, and all those things. I've dealt with him before. I've had him on uh, radio shows before. Whenever Texas Tech was about to play UTEP, um, this is a this is an AD that's going to kind of. I, I think he's replacing Dana Dimmel, and I think the pressure from UTEP is, and why they make a move is look at what New Mexico State just did. Because I would have told you that New Mexico State was one of the worst jobs in the country. I mean, it's just it's hard to win there. There's there's no recruiting, you know, base at all. Uh, there's not any history or tradition. And Jerry Kill just went there and went nine and three, and they just beat Auburn. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's insane. But this is what the portal has done. Um, I so we'll direct we'll connect the dots with Kenny Perry and with Zach Kitley. Kenny Perry was a finalist for the North Texas job last year. And Eric Morris, another a Red Raider, ended up getting that. Kenny's got a lot of experience, a great resume. What he doesn't have working for him, according to some, is going to be his age. You know, they don't want an older guy. They want the younger guy. While at some schools, they want the older guy because it's like, we want the guy that's going to stay here, and this is the end game for him. Maybe like a Jerry Kill, you yes. know, uh, who, who had spent some time at TCU. Zach Kitley's the connection with Zach Kitley there is that what conference is is UTEP in? Well, they're in the same conference as Western Kentucky. Um, I think if you go look at their schedule, I think UTEP played Houston Baptist uh, whenever Zach Kitley was coaching there, when, when Bailey Zappi was playing uh, Houston mm-hmm. Baptist for, for Zach. So this is a, a an AD that I'm going to guess has some familiarity with with Zach from those days as well uh, and, and, and all that. So you never know. Does, does UTEP want young? Do they want old? Do they want offense? Do they want defense? Do they want CEO? Uh, who the heck knows? But um, it, it tells me if, if these are legit candidates, it tells me they want maybe just want the best guy and maybe there's some of both on on this. I didn't see who else was on, on this candidacy list. I know that there are some names at Texas State uh, that are really hot, the head coach and the OC there. But I don't know if you'd leave the head job at Texas State to go to UTEP. But if you're the OC, you might. Um, so because with the portal, you get one of these jobs, you can you can flip it quick, man. Uh, and it's yes. not it's not you don't have to sit there and like hope that you can recruit the the high school kids in El Paso and all that stuff. No, you can go get your roster flipped quick. Yeah, that's right. And I don't want to short Jerry Kill. They've won a 10th game. I don't know how they played 13, but anyway, 10 and 3. Uh, out oh, yeah, they played, maybe they played Hawaii. They, they maybe played like an extra. Oh, that's game. right. Yeah, you get an extra yeah, one when you go to Hawaii? I think there's something. There's some rule like that. Yeah, Shout out to Jerry Kill. Yeah, I mean, which is, I mean, seriously, that 
I'd that was sign an up amazing for that. job. I mean, send me uh, inject a double digit win season right into my veins. <laughs> Absolutely. Too. And I mean, you go on the road and beat Auburn a week before they lose. Yes. I think it was just a week before they lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Crimson Tide. Uh, by the way, there, as far as names reported, we left out one category. Uh, Jimmy Sexton could also be your agent. So your name could just be out there anyway to try and sweeten that pot. Well, Before we move on to some personnel on the roster that has now entered the portal, we'll get the Miles Price and Matt Keeler coming up in just a moment here locally. Why is it that um, Kenny Perry, not a coordinator, but but why is it that he gets, gets so much heat? Is it just credibility in the state or in the game? Why do you think he winds up on these lists as a position coach? Yeah, because I, I, I think he spent so much time. He, he's done a lot at a, as a high school coach. He spent a lot of time at TCU and at SMU. He spent some time at Kansas. Um, I think he knows a lot of people. He's coached a lot of football at the high school and college levels. He's very well respected. Uh, I think that his, you know, right now, his his stock in some ways, I mean, think about some of the individuals that he coached this year, whether, whether it's his doing or not, that's how it works. Yep. Taj Brooks, Austin McNamara, Gino Garcia, Dre McCray, Miles Price. Um, I mean, your special, you know, due to banks, you know, I mean, you know, his, the special teams for the most part were overwhelmingly positive and we already know what the, the, the run game uh, was for, for Texas tech this year. And so, you know, but I mean, he he ultimately he wants he wants to be a head coach. Is he going to get that uh, opportunity? I, I don't know, but I knew he was. I mean, what what was funny about the North Texas job last year is I think Emmett Jones was kind of in the mix. Kenny Perry ultimately was a was a finalist. I mean, there was a time when I thought Kenny he, he this is he's gonna he's gonna leave. You know, he's gonna be one and done here. Uh, but they went younger, and they went with Eric Morris, who incidentally will bring in the Mean Green into Lubbock, Texas, I believe, next year. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think you've got two former uh, either player or assistant coaches bringing their teams into the non-conference uh, next year in, in Abilene Christian and, and North Texas. But um, yeah, so uh, that that's why I knew Kenny was like because he won't. I mean, again, he's only got so much time left in the profession where, where you kind of can remain hot, and sure. you know he's just looking for an opportunity. But it. It's it's one of those jobs in the state of Texas. That's what yeah. that's what makes sense for him, and that's what he would want. But you know, we'll see what UTEP does. Gotcha. Okay, let's get to a couple of guys making roster moves. We've already mentioned the names: Miles Price, Matt Keeler. A couple more entries into the transfer portal for Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And if you've got a small business looking to hire new employees, you're hoping for the biggest pool of top-tier candidates possible. And that's exactly why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has all the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free, all on one easy-to-use and secure platform. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. They've got a far-reaching network of more than a billion professionals and hiring the best becomes easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within only 24 hours. With all the hats you wear as a business owner, the time or resources to hire quality candidates can be hard to come by, but LinkedIn carries the load for you with the quick, easy, and intuitive process. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let's get to a couple of guys 
making roster moves. We've already mentioned the names, Miles Price, Matt Keeler, a couple more entries into the transfer portal for Texas Tech. And Chris, I don't know where the surprise factor is for Miles Price. Obviously, Miles Price is the more uh, known name, bigger impact guy to this point in his college career. Uh, and if I could, I'd like to give the audience what was uh, your initial reaction to me uh, because I think this was the rub, and I'll let you go from there. If you didn't see it yesterday at a, a short we threw up, Chris also mentioned this in the video on YouTube from uh, last night, but you said the Micah Hudson effect is real. So is that where we start this Miles Price conversation, or what else do you think actually factored uh, into his decision to hit the portal? So I, I like Miles Price a lot. He is a fun dude to be around. He's always smiling and bouncing around. I mean, he sang karaoke on the plane um, when we were stranded on the runway before the TCU game a year ago. He's just <laughs> he's just a big time personality, man. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and, and he's been a good player for you. Um, I think he's been productive uh, and all those things. Um, now, as we look at okay, business decisions. The business decision is maybe Miles wants to go be featured more somewhere else. Maybe he wants to finish out his career where he gets targeted more. Uh, although he was targeted second most on the team this year, um, I, I think uh, maybe he wants a, a different—I don't know—scheme. I don't—I don't know. Um, but if you're Texas Tech, you—you—you you, you look at it and you say. We love Miles. However, if if the, if he wants to go be featured more or go play more or whatever it may be, probably can't really offer up much more than what we were doing. And in fact, it may regress from right. what role you had. And um, and I, I also would look at it as in you know he's a slot receiver, and the one knock on Miles is, and we've talked about this all year. There's not really an extra gear. He's not he's not a, a burner. He's kind of quick, but I mean, Cowan, he averaged nine and a half yards a catch. There are a hundred plus players in the country that averaged over 15 yards a catch. This is why, you know, I've I've repeated like, you know, playmakers and you just need like yards after catch and some of these things. You, you you need more out of these receivers than what you got in those categories. Yards per catch, yards after catch. And Miles was, so I, I looked it up, 43 catches on 62 targets. And he averaged nine and a half yards a catch. I looked it up to be sure, but there's over 100 players averaging 15 yards a catch. Hmm. Miles also hasn't been the most durable, okay, guy. Yeah. But this is a direct correlation, in my opinion, yes, to – Dre McCray playing a little more slot. And I think he started to kind of break out a bit as they kind of figured out what Dre could do, but also because Miles was Miles was out uh, for the last couple of weeks. And Dre kind of started to do a few more things. I think they liked the way that looked, but Micah Hudson, he's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. Um, I, I mean, you know, yeah, he's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, and he has an extra gear uh, and all those things. And I'm not trying to say don't hand him the Heisman Trophy He's not the next Michael Crabtree. I'm just saying he's a serious upgrade from what you have right now from a playmaking ability, route running, uh, all those things. And there'll be a there'll be a, a transition phase for him for sure. But, I mean, th these guys are aware. They're not stupid. Um, sure. And so, you know, it's a business decision. Uh, yeah. same, with, same with Matt Keeler, man. 
you know? Yeah, what'd you make of another offensive line addition? You mentioned this on yesterday's show that it may not be the biggest surprise. Then we see him make the announcement. I feel like outside the offensive line room, there's got to just be a huge help wanted sign. So I don't know. I'm kind of confused when you see some of these guys take their talents elsewhere, so to speak, because I'm almost thinking, geez, if you can't break through here, we've had mucho offensive line trouble. Oh, you, you, that, it's the latter. Yeah, you you've really? had you have you have had and you currently have major offensive line trouble until you get it fixed. <laughs> people people can harp on play callers or quarterback play or scheme or whatever, but until you get those big boys fixed and get some sustained, you know, um, stacked classes, it's it's going to be a bit of a grind. But the it should tell you all you need to know because you just summed it up. When, when when Landon and, and Matt are kind of like there's opportunities available, but we're really not in line for those. I mean, gotcha. what's that what's that telling you? Yeah. You know, um and, and I and I know that you know there there's a lot of uh thumbs up for for the the freshmen that redshirted this year. Your your Nick Fadigs, your Caden Cars, uh the, the, there, there's Daniel Sill, I think. But but man, those guys are just they're pups. Yeah, you know they're just not quite ready to be thrown into this fire. I don't think. Now maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you say, "Hey, man, screw it." You know, redshirt freshman is going to start for us next year, but and we'll all hold our breath. I mean, you've had true freshmen start on the offensive line here before: Adrian Waddle, uh, Louis Vasquez, Manny Ramirez, guys like that. Uh, Rex uh, Rex Richards back in the day, um, but those were those were all NFL guys, is what they all ended up being. Yes. I, you know, I don't know if if you've got that yet here. And so, but, but, you know, Keeler is well respected in the building. I think Matt may even watch some of these shows. I talk, I I see him when we pass by, always got a smile on his face. He's going to get his degree this spring. Um, He's a Red Raider. He loved it here. He just wants to go, I think, play ball somewhere. And I don't think was going to be afforded that luxury here Um, because what the, the, the names that are kind of maybe in the middle there is like your, Dalton Merriman from last year that came in from Blinn in the summer that had to sit out this year. Uh, Caleb Rodkey is kind of a backup that I think has some opportunities. You know, your Ty Buchanan's, your Jacoby Jackson's. Uh, and then you're seeing, if you're following, you know, everything on RedRaiderSports.com or social media, you're seeing them. They're offering a ton of offensive linemen right now. They're going to try to sign two to four uh, portal guys from junior college. Division two, uh, D1 guys. I mean, it's all over the map on 6'7, 330 offer here, 6'3, 240. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever here. I mean, so yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to address that position. That is the number one thing that I think needs to be addressed this offseason. Yes. Um, and, and, and fixed. And we won't ultimately know until you get rolling next year. We will talk about it with what we think we know, but, um, you know, Oh, I know. And how how easy could that be? Just overnight address the offensive line. Sure. I mean, I that's good grief. That, that. It, it's but <laughs> it, it's it's years of I don't want to say neglect. You you've tried it, but it's hard to hit on them. You you sign four to five every year, but half of them wash. You know, and yeah. that, and it's you know, so you you just keep hoping you stacking classes on top of each other and yeah. uh, keep hitting on them. It's what separate the men's uh, separates the men from the boys. The trenches, offensive line, defensive oh, yeah. line had a little more success on the defensive front recently than the offensive front. Good grief! Does Louis Vasquez, Ryland Reed not have some sons yet? They can send out. Uh, <laughs> I send was, out our way. <laughs> I stood next to Ryland Reed uh, uh, this past Friday night. 
Has yeah, he gotten we, any smaller? No. He, 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 I'm, I'm like, dude, I mean, I know you're probably like, you know, in your, near, close to 40, but uh, you, you put a helmet on. Strap it on. Yeah. yeah let's that's go. Right, that's right. He's in, uh, wasn't he's he 40 in, when he was here? He'd already had a major league baseball no, he, career or something. Yeah. He was like 26 <laughs> yeah. when he got here. I think he left here when he was like 28. Yeah. Great guy. Oh, um, yeah, he, and, and he's and, and he played with Hamby, so he's invested yes. there in the offensive line, and obviously still has a great relationship with the current offensive line coach. Yeah, those guys know what it takes uh, to be a, a good offensive line, and they know what it takes to be a good team. That's having a good offensive line. So hopefully, we'll make some progress this off season in that direction. All right, good stuff today, Chris. Appreciate the time and insight as always, and uh, looking forward to tomorrow's conversation. We got a game day episode. Coming up as Grant McCaslin and the Red Raiders are in action from Hinkle Fieldhouse. So get set with us for Red Raiders and Butler Bulldogs on the other side, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks as always. Absolutely. Keep hope alive, everybody. And that head, keep it on a swivel. There's more, <laughs> there's more portal entries coming, folks. I'm telling you. <laughs> Shout out to Al Snow. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. That's about as deep as my references can go. But there's a great Netflix show on uh, what Al's up to these days right now. Check it out. Okay, for Chris, I'm Casey. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you back for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech. <laughs>